The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is sponsored by UnityVillage.org. Songwriter Karen Drucker returns to Unity Village with A Woman's Time Out Retreat, September 19th to 22nd. Learn more at UnityVillage.org forward slash events calendar. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister, and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. We're in the midst of a series for the new year titled Spirituality in the World, and I have a really great blessing for you today. Today I'm interviewing... Uh, UFBL minister, CUT staff minister, and the person who had my job before I, before me when she retired and handed over the reins to me, uh, the Reverend Dr. Evelyn Boyd. Hello there, Reverend Boyd. How you doing? Good morning. I'm fine. That's great. That's great. So I just have to let the audience know before we start and, you know, because we're going to talk today about practical lessons from the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. Uh, I had yeah. to let the, the audience know that, you know, this is one of my spiritual mothers, um, you know, one of the few people in the world who, when they pull my coattail, I absolutely be quiet. I'm actually absolutely quiet. <laughs> 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 I just, I sit there nodding. Yes, ma'am. So, you know, uh, she has, you know, absolute respect and probably has taught the basic principles of new thought Christianity to, you know, 50% at least of the people who've come through Christ Universal Temple in the last 30, 35 years. So we're talking about a person who has seeded or who has dedicated her life to seeding into souls. So I'm honored to have you on the show. Thank you for saying yes. So, uh, Reverend Boyd, before we get started in talking about the practical lessons of uh, Reverend Coleman, can you tell the audience how you became exposed to the ministry of Reverend Coleman? Well, uh, it was by way of radio, listening to her broadcast on the radio in my mind's eye, um, which you do when you're listening to someone and not actually seeing them. I thought this was a petite, motherly-looking lady who possibly crocheted doilies and made you cookies to go with your tea. But needless to say, I was shocked when I saw who the voice belonged to. Years later, when I told her this, we laughed until our eyes teared up. <laughs> but the first time that I was introduced to her as a student, was by my spiritual counselor, one of her longtime members, Doris Hogan. She invited me to join her for some special service 
that's when the church was Christ Unity Temple on 86th and State Street in Chicago. But it was not long after then that I decided this was something that I could not let pass. I had to become involved in it because it was so relevant to the life that I was living at that particular time. It was a seven-day, how, how did she say that? A seven-day-a-week philosophy for better living, not a Sunday-go-to-meeting yes. kind of thing. Uh-huh. Something that was uh, direct and practical and usable in my everyday life. At that time, I was a spiritual thinking person, uh, a single mother, uh, maintaining a mortgage and car note and everything else that went with it. And when she said that God's will for you is to live healthy, happy, and prosperous, and there's no spot where God is not, my little uh, Vulcan ears stood up because this was something I needed to hear at that particular time. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. So when you first start coming to the ministry and you started to sit under her mm-hmm. tutelage, what were some of the things that stood out to you uh, outside of the things that you just shared? Um, the, the first thing was that she was a straight shooter. Uh, it wasn't a matter of... Hello? It was an everyday, practical, usable philosophy that I could make use of in my life to make my life better. Okay. All right. All right. And when you actually started to, uh, you know, thought about becoming a teacher and a minister, what was that process like? Because some people, as they are working through, maybe I should become a teacher of this material, of this philosophy, or maybe I should become a minister. I, I feel a calling. What was that like for you? Well, I teach it to my students because that is my own experience. I I thought that this is something that I needed, and once I began to start standing on my two big spiritual feet, as she would say, and reminding myself that I'm the thinker who's thinking the thought that makes the thing, mm-hmm then I felt that the progress that I had made was something that I could share with others. Mm -hmm. So I was involved as a student. Uh, I had been taking the classes privately under my spiritual counselor, and at some point she said, I can't do any more for you now. You must go and register in the Johnny Coleman Institute. And that's where I became totally immersed in the ministry as a student and had some fabulous teachers, teachers who were cut from Johnny Coleman's same cloth, straight shooters. Hello? Did, did we drop? Good for you. It hits you in the head, it'll make you think. So those teachers in, I suppose, in two, maybe possibly three years uh, of listening and being in their consciousness and studying and reading and doing homework lessons, I said, okay, what I have learned, I can share. So somehow... I don't really know exactly how, but I got into the teacher training program, and I received my license to teach in 1981, and for whatever the reason, she thought I should get into the ministerial training program, Uh, but that was not anything that I had planned, and in my L&O exam, Marcella Davis said, why do you want to be a minister? And my mouth opened, and I told her, quite frankly, I don't want to be a minister. Something <laughs> <laughs> that will help your fellow man 
when you know that there are principles that you can stand on that will support you through whatever it is that you're going through. It brought me to, I say, the the pinnacle, and in 1983, I was ordained. Okay. All right. All right. Well, you know, that's a, that's a story that it seemed like you got all of that out at the same time. So, uh, you know, okay. just... <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, because I think that does matter, you know, because sometimes the process can be really quick. People know, you know, I've met people who say, you know, like uh, Reverend uh, Mary Tumpkin used to say, I knew I was a minister when I was eight years old. And I was like, really? You know, because mm-hmm. I was watching Scooby-Doo at eight years old <laughs> in yeah, the Flintstones. Yeah. And, and, you know, that would have I would have never guessed that I would have ended up working uh, as a spiritual professional. Uh, so it's, it's amazing that people, how people come to it, you know, Reverend Coleman yes. says she never thought about being a minister until she went through her, her challenge and when she had six months to live, which forced her to deal with her spiritual nature at a, in, in an intense way in, and her calling emerged. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just kind of funny. You know, I even feel as though mine emerged. It's like, okay, I, I didn't realize it wasn't weird for people to to read three three to five books a week and, and, and recite them <laughs> <laughs> after reading it once. Like you know, like no, you you can't do that. I, I you know, people are like you know, you're kind of different. Like mm-hmm. you know, I, I thought it was normal. I thought it was really until you all start telling me that was abnormal. I thought all, everybody did it. So every student, right. you know, read like I read, etc. Then it dawned on me. You know what? I might have this gift for a reason. And then mm. it, it emerged, and you know, and then it became a a desire, and then I had to do it. It was it was no middle ground. So it's, it's just funny how you know people end up in that space of what we call the calling. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you know, when the, I was in invited the, to oh. become uh, part of the faculty in the institute, my plan was. I will dedicate five years of my life to kind of pay back for what I had received. Mm-hmm. And here it is now, 35 years later, and I'm still paying back. <laughs> <laughs> and, and in all actuality, can you ever pay it back? No. Even if you had five lifetimes to do it? That, that was my way of saying, this is why I'm doing this. Yes, yes. I get it. <laughs> I get it completely. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, all these marvelous teachers poured into me. Now I'm going to be the instrument. I'm going to be the conduit to 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 pour into them what my soul has learned so that it will help them live better lives. Yeah, but it, it's I kind of no idea. Yeah, all these years later I would still be paying my debt. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's a funny thing. You look back and say, oh, wow, you know, you know, anybody who knew her all can say one thing for sure. She was hard to say no to. This is true. When, when she said, hey, I need you. Yeah. You know, it it, it was yeah. it, it was as if the burning bush was talking. <laughs> this is true. It was, it was hard to say true. no. Uh, you know, uh, when the secretary would call and say, Reverend Coleman would like to meet with you Tuesday at 10 o'clock at her residence, it, it was like an audience with the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever plan she had, she didn't really ask. She just told you, this is what I see for you. This is what I want you to do. Do you agree? And you dare not say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I can, I can attest to that without a yeah, doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember she asked me to come on staff, and I was um, uh, working in grocery and management, and you know, I was working my way through the process, you know, mm-hmm. and she said to me, "Hey, I need you," and mm-hmm. you know, I was like, "Well." That was kind of the end of the grocery business. <laughs> it was, I it was understand. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like that's the end of it <laughs> because I have to do this now. It yes. was it was it, it, it's a, it's a funny effect that um 
you know, the power of 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 her testimony and presence. You know, that when people talk about her from the standpoint of um how they were impacted at a soul level, I had a person who who told me when I was um recently at um um meeting with some other UFBL ministers from, not in Chicago from around the you know the country and other uh, countries mm-hmm. basically when she first met her how you know you know you know Reverend Coleman was praying and she just fell out and she said and I said oh that was you cuz I remember a group of students coming in here 15 years ago or so. And on the last day, Reverend Coleman wanted to make sure she prayed out after all of the teachers taught them, whatever. So she came in, you know, basically talked about vision and mission. And she said, okay, let's pray. And she, it might not even have been 30, 45 seconds. That woman was on the floor. (laughs) It was like, you know, the the presence of the the Holy spirit just hit her and she was gone. Mm. And, and, you know, and so many people have those type of, um, you know, memories and experiences. So, it, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's unique when you hear about an individual and how they impacted people. Uh, definitely. So, um, you know, we have about four minutes before the break. So I want to remind people that if you want to call in and ask um, Reverend Boyd a question about, uh, you know, you know, basic truth principles, because, you know, she's. Without a doubt, Reverend Basic Truth Principles. Uh, again, she's been teaching it here, you know, for 35 years, uh, 35, 36 years now. This is 2017. And mm. definitely want to make sure that you get those um, questions answered. Also, So you can call in at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489, because it does make a difference to make sure that you're hearing from someone who has the real world experience of encountering anything that you could ever encounter in a class over 30 plus years of teaching. Uh, believe me when I tell you, when you are teaching the, uh, the beginner student, you get every question imaginable. So, so I doubt you could come up with a question. She has not heard already. So make sure you take advantage of that opportunity. Again, 888-558-6489. Also want to remind you that, uh, Unity Online Radio is supported by your donation. So as you freely receive, freely give, you can click on, uh, go to unity.fm, click on the, uh, the giving tab and as you're led by spirit, help support it. These shows, these podcasts go all over the world. There are people who are listening to Unity Online Radio and this show in particular on different continents. So, you know, people are being transformed by the work that's being done by this online ministry. I also want to remind you that this show has a Facebook page, uh, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have not gone on the page yet, make sure you go on it, like it, share it. I'm going to also request that you give it a five-star rating if you love the show. Because as you give the show a rating, it does something, you know, with the algorithms and et cetera that allows Facebook to promote it. Also, when you go on iTunes or Stitcher, if you use those apps, also make sure that you give it a rating. Because as you give it five-star ratings, what ends up happening is on iTunes or on Stitcher, because there's so much material coming into iTunes and Stitcher. Stitcher is the Android version of iTunes for those listening who might not be sure. You might not have an Apple device. You can listen to the show on your mobile device through Stitcher. And if you go on and you give on iTunes or Stitcher the show a five-star rating, it pushes up into, you know, somehow it does again with the algorithm. It lets people know about the show. Hey, people are giving the show a five-star rating. People are responding. People are giving reviews. So give it reviews. Give it five-star ratings. Do whatever you need to do to help us spread this message. Again, we want to make an impact in the world. You know, so many things are happening around the world, not only in the United States, but also in other countries. And people are feeling disempowered. So we want to make sure that we give people the practical lessons of truth that they can use anywhere to transform their lives. So when somebody's contacting me from another country or another continent, they're inboxing me at Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell on Facebook. And letting me know how they're working with these principles, it warms my heart. 
when I'm getting emails from folks and they're telling me how they're using these principles in other countries, because it's easy to say, well, you're in the United States or you're in some, you know, country that has greater opportunity. But people are saying that they're using these principles where they are and transforming the space where they are. So all I, I can say to that is let's make sure that we don't get left behind. Let's work this truth. Let's not get comfortable. So let's make sure that we do what we need to do to make sure that this ministry gets spread. Also want to remind you that you can go to the Christ Universal Temple website, which is www.cutemple.org, www.cutemple.org. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. all on the journey together, making sense of this life, finding our spirituality, growing and evolving. As we travel through this world, Unity Magazine is your resource for gaining a deeper understanding of life. Unity Magazine is on the forefront of spiritual discovery, with articles and features from leading authors, teachers, and philosophers. Stimulate your thinking and strengthen your spirituality with Unity Magazine. Sample a free trial issue or subscribe today at unitymagazine.org. There is peace. There is quiet. Reverend Paulette's mantra is, It's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on Touching the Stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, Touching the Stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Reverend Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the stillness. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. All right, welcome back to Truth Transforms. I am in the midst of a series titled Spirituality in the World, and today I have as a guest one of my comrades in the ministry, one of my spiritual mothers in the ministry, uh, the Reverend Evelyn Boyd of Christ Universal Temple. And, you know, as I do this show, you know, it's kind of funny that I do the show live in my office. And the office that I work in at Christ Universal Temple was the office that she had before she retired. As I look back behind me and I look at my files, I realize that half of the files that are back there are the files she left me to make sure that 
that I could always have what I needed to make sure that I could do my job well. And I'm sharing that because I think it matters as, you know, and I'm going to start asking her more questions in a moment, but I think it matters that we pay it forward. You know, um, you know, when people seed into you, they allow you not to necessarily one, make the mistakes of the past, but also to learn all the benefits and the wisdom and the understanding of the folks who, who came before you. And I think it's really important for us to make sure that when we do work, that not only do we do our own work, but we set the next man or woman up to be able to do their job, to be able to do the, fulfill their calling, to be able to handle and deliver whatever they're supposed to do in a in a powerful and transformative way. So, you know, I just want to say that over the over this podcast, you know, thank you for being a good spiritual mother. You're so, welcome. So do you have, um, uh, you know, one or two, you know, really, you know, you know, powerful uh, Reverend Coleman stories that you would like to share with the audience? Uh, sure. Uh, one that comes to mind, my second oldest daughter gave birth at uh, six months in 1993. My granddaughter was born weighing one pound and three ounces. And, of course, this was very, very dangerous. And it was just one of those things that just came out of the air. No one plans to uh, miscarry. No one plans to have a child that is born in danger. When I told Reverend Coleman about the baby, she said, I can't wait to see what this little girl is going to turn out to be. And I felt like I need your words of encouragement and comfort. It took a while for me to understand that every time I talked to her about the baby, she would say, I cannot wait to see what this little girl is going to grow up to be. What she was saying, that what I finally understood, it's already done. That's a principle that we can utilize 99 times a day in our experiences that we're having. It's already done. God has already done what God said he was going to do. So can you see into the future? Can you look and say, I cannot wait to see what she's going to be. Wow, when it finally hit me, that means she's going to live. (laughs) Yes. You know, dull brain, do you finally get it? I called every place (laughs) in the world that had a prayer line. Every moment that I had to speak to a class uh, uh, on the platform, anywhere. Pray for my baby. Well, get to the end of the story. The baby is in college, and she has a job. She just left here this morning. She is fine, doing well. She has... ...that that he would do. It's left up to us to believe it. It's a law of mind action. What you see is what you get. Do you think that you deserve to have a healthier life? Do you think that you are entitled to be happy? It's an attitudinal change more than anything else. In a class that I was teaching just yesterday, A young lady kept raising her hand and saying, well, other people think this. And I had to say over and over and over again, we're not dealing with other people here. We're dealing with ourselves. If you get it for you, then that's all that's necessary. Reverend Coleman would say often, you don't need to look for a law of sickness and a law of health. There's just one law. 
the same thing that made you sick is the same thing that will make you well, the way you think. Right. There are right. so many times that the principle has been um, misunderstood. I'm, I'm talking personal now. I have mm-hmm. misunderstood it, but now I'm beginning to understand it, and this is what I am trying to give to those who come to me needing help. Get it for yourself, and then you can live it. You see, it's a the practical practice is a very personal thing. It's up to you oh. to know for the whole world that, yes, things can change and things can get better. But if mm-hmm. you don't go out changed, a changed person, then when your friends see you, oh, well, you're still the same, so why should I go? Why should I be involved? It's mm-hmm. very personal. And if you don't understand how personal it is, uh, try looking at the way you attempt to manipulate others, mm-hmm. even those that you give birth to, talking to parents now, there's a lot of them out there. If you are dealing with a young person nowadays, you're dealing with a brand new soul, and they are doing more watching and observing than they are listening. If you are still mad at whoever it was that stepped on your toe in 19-aught-aught, and every time their name is mentioned, your hurt comes back up again. You need help. Right. And this is the help that we have. But it requires an attitudinal change on your part. I asked in the class yesterday, what is it that you are thankful for this moment? And, of course, they were stumped. I said, take a deep breath. Okay, did you pay for it? Did you order it? (laughs) Look around the room at your fellow students. You have eyesight. Did you pay for it? Did you order it? Hmm? Raise your arm. Whose energy are you using? Did you pay for that? Did you order that? All that we not learned how to contact it, and that contact takes place within our minds with a change of attitude. Yes, yes. It, you know, that, that's a powerful lesson that it is done. You know, I can remember when I first came to the church and she would say on the platform, uh, God is already done all there is to do. And she yes. would say it so often that yes. I was like, well, wait a minute, you know, and, and it, it dawned <laughs> on, <laughs> it, it, it dawned on me one day. It, it took years, you know, and, and, know. and you know, and, and she's smart enough to me today than she ever was when she was doing active ministry when I was here. I mean, as I reflect back on the things she taught, yeah. I was like, okay, if, why am I stressing about something? <laughs> why am I putting so much mental attention on mm-hmm. if I, if I really understood, let me just put it that way. If I really understood it sure. is already done because, because there are some things in my life where I know, I know it's already done then there's some mm-hmm. things that require me to act like a new driver and I'm squeezing the steering wheel. But anybody mm-hmm. who drives knows that the best way to drive is relaxed, that the yeah. tighter you hold the steering wheel, the less ability it allows you to react and move and navigate the car. And, mm-hmm. you know, so so it's already done. It's almost a relaxed faith. Like I like when that. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a relaxed faith because it's an intensity at, at a level, but it's a relaxed intensity. It's an intensity mm-hmm. that knows, okay, this is happening, you know, no matter what. And yet at the same time, you're, you're, you're mentally, you know, emotionally and physically relaxed because when you know something is done, you can put your attention on other stuff. I think it was uh, uh, Neville, in one of Neville's books, he says that your faith in God will never exceed the confidence you have in yourself. Actually, I have it on on my wall. It's uh, actually in the office. It's uh, 
man's faith in God is measured by his confidence in himself. There you go. There I love that go. quote. I love that <laughs> quote. It's, it's, it's not about God. What do you believe? That's right. It's about you know, me. Right, yeah, it's right. About me. Can I yeah, accept yeah. that I am entitled to certain things? And once I accept that I'm entitled to air, yeah. energy, water, it, you, you know, things that are available to everyone everywhere. Once I accept that, then I can walk in the confidence that everything else that I desire or wish to accomplish is just as confident. I can walk confident in that. Right, right, right. You know, I think it does. It's truly a do-it-yourself thing. Yes, yes. And uh, one of the things that's, that's amazing about, you know, New Thought is sometimes I have to remind people that everybody has different ways to try to get to the same in game mm-hmm. to, the, to get mm-hmm. the same result, you know, new thought says, get yourself right. So you can be mm-hmm. an empowering agent to help the world versus, you know, trying to heal the world when you're, when you're still dealing with your own broken pieces, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and it does make a difference because at times you'll have it deal with situations. I don't know if you remember this. I don't remember the young lady's name, and I wouldn't say it over the radio anyway, that um, our brother Les Brown, he used to bring new speakers into the church all the time. And uh, a young lady that he brought in, started, she was a brand new speaker, and she uh, started to talk about her domestic abuse. And she got caught up in her story. I don't know if you remember that. And she got stuck, mm. and she got stuck to the point that that Les had to go up and rescue her out of the story. Oh boy! You know? And it was like, oh, and, and I, I kept remembering, and I was probably mm. maybe maybe twenty one, twenty two, mm. and I said to myself, "She's not ready to share that yet. Mm-hmm. It's too new. It's too fresh. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you it, it's hard to share something." to empower others when you haven't healed from it yourself. Okay. You know, so, you know, it, it, I'm not saying it can never benefit somebody, but, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but, but it's normally somebody has to navigate it in a way that allows it to be useful. Like what Tony Robbins and, you know, Alvin Zant and some of those people who are masterful in doing those things can do. Mm-hmm. But she she just got stuck, and I just started saying, you know what? That means that sometimes you have to do your own work, and sometimes you got to sit down. And even though you want to get up and get out and get ahead, you know, uh, you have to learn, as she would tell us, how to stand up on your own two big spiritual feet. Get it yourself first, yeah. uh, you know. And you know, so you know, I I love that statement, you know, because she would tell us, you you might be looking for me. And I'm at the picture and I'll show. Be That's somewhere the with coconuts falling in my head. So <laughs> yeah, get she it for tell you. I'm, <laughs> I'm on an island somewhere. I'm at the uh, yeah. picture show. Is the movies for her? I'm eating my yeah. popcorn. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're looking for me to fix it. No, I'm gonna teach you how to fix it for yourself. And, That's right. And and that empowerment was message. That empowering message was always there. I, you know, yeah. even in the midst of, um, you know, before we take this second break, I remember um, talking about practical lessons. Um, I remember of probably it was around 2004. Uh, I had injured. I don't even know how I did it to this day. I still don't know. I pinched a nerve in my neck. I don't know if you remember that. And I couldn't use my left arm. It was very weak. And she was like, you know, I had to take some days off of work. And then when I came back, it was still bothersome. And she wouldn't say nothing. She was just observing. And one day, she uh, she called me. And you know how she would give you when that call. This is Johnny oh, Coleman. Yeah. You know, and you oh, knew. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I know who this is. And <laughs> she said, uh, "What's going on? I heard something's going on with your arm." She, and she said, "Okay." And she and she prefaced the call by saying, "I'm gonna let you tell me this once." Mm-hmm. So get it out of the way, you know. So mm-hmm. I, you know, Johnny, my arm, this and that, yeah, and it's not yeah. working. I'm the doctors. I'm taking the steroid and the pain medicine and the muscle relaxers and this. And she, 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 she said to me, "Okay, well, we're gonna pray, we're gonna work with it, and we're gonna know it's done." All right. So it wasn't where it needed to be. She saw me about a week, week and a half later, uh, uh, in the building, and she said, 
how's your arm? I said, it's, it's, it's still no improvement. I've gone back to the doctor and it's still not where, where it needs to be. And she looked at me with, with that intensity that you know she would have in her eyes. Look, yeah. you can't teach this stuff if you're not going to live it. All now, right. I don't want to hear nothing else about this. You work, get your mind together and you demonstrate what you're supposed to demonstrate. Don't go in front of these people and tell people what can be done and then you don't do it. All right. And I, All right. And I was like, I got myself together. I was praying and meditating myself to sleep. <laughs> 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 and, and a very important point in all of this is that we have tons of stuff to unlearn. Yes, yes. Before we can realize that right. we are entitled, before we before I can put in new wine, I've got to get rid of some of the old wine. Yes. Or you know, there's so much that has been instilled in us that we didn't have any control over. If your parents were Catholic, then you were Catholic. If your parents were Jewish, then you were Jewish. It was just automatic. But until we get to a point where we can put down some of the churchiness and the cuteness and really get involved in making the demonstration, because talking about it and reading about it is certainly much different from being able to make your overcoming. Yes. Totally yes. different. Totally yeah. and, different. And one of the things I realized, um, I know we got to take our second break, um, but I just want to share this before we do. Um, at first, I thought, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, why is she being so hard on me? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've seen how compassionate and loving she is with so many people. Mm-hmm. And then I was praying about it one day, and it came to me. She expects a lot out of you, she doesn't mm-hmm. press everybody this hard. And I felt great after that. She expects more out of me. Yep, yep, you know, yep. You know, and when I when, call you on the yeah. when I call you on the carpet, as you call it, it's yeah. because I love you and because yeah. I know that you can do better. Yeah, yeah. Now, if it, I didn't it, care about you, I wouldn't care which way you went. <laughs> Go the way you want to go until you hit your brick wall. But because I love you, I can say to you, this is something that you can change that will make you think and feel and live better. Right, right, right. That's love. That's love, yeah. That's love. And every time she told us, stand on your own two spiritual feet, that's love. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and on your def- own two big spiritual feet. Learn for yourself. Unlearn some of the stuff. I don't know what you got down in your subconscious phase of mind, but unlearn some of it so you have some space to put some new stuff there. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Jeff, were you trying to jump in? Okay, I thought I thought the producer was trying to jump in. So, mm-hmm. um, so we're gonna take a quick break. Um, so if you want to call in, you still have time, 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Do you ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. 
This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart Center Metaphysics speaks to truth seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop. At Metaphysical Rock 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, Rev. Bill Holton, and Rev. Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm interviewing uh, Reverend Evelyn Boyd about lessons learned from the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, who is the founder of Christ Universal Temple and the Universal Foundation for Better Living. Uh, you can also can find out more information about UFBL on uh, UFBL.org. So, uh, Reverend Boyd, I wanted to ask you, uh, a, you know, a question. Basically, why was it important for Reverend Coleman's message that humanity is divine uh, so important in the you know late 50s, 60s, and 70s to the African American culture, primarily in Chicago and abroad. Country was strictly, certainly divided uh, along racial lines: white on one side, black on the other side. Uh, it was called Jim Crow law, uh, allegedly uh, separate. This was a a period of time when there were laws in place in different states where certain things were not to take place. In Missouri, where Lee Summit is, it was a law that she could not live in the same dormitory with whites. So she had to drive from a hotel, that room she had in Kansas City every day, out to Lee Summit, which I think is, I don't know, maybe close to an hour and a half, maybe two hours. I don't know how good the roads were at that time. Until this one particular day, it was a storm, and she arrived late to her class, soaking wet, um, totally disgusted and in her humanhood, and she told her classmates, I'm not coming back anymore. I'm not going through this anymore. They petitioned for her to be able to stay on the farm. They allowed her to sleep in the, I guess, the gardener's cottage. Uh, So she and her mom were on the grounds, but not in. Experience at Unity gave her a totally different perspective than the life that she had lived here in Chicago. In Chicago, yes, there were ghettos. There were certain areas where we lived and certain areas where they lived. That has not changed very much now, even in 2017. But her concept of God being the God for all people 
and all people being entitled. I think that was one of the key uh, themes through her ministry. You are entitled by spiritual law to live a healthier, happier, and more prosperous life. It's a call to humanity, not just to black people or white people or green or polka dot striped people. It is a call to come up to your spiritual inheritance, to come up to where you are supposed to be in life. That can be as simple as you want it to be. It can be as extravagant as you want it to be. But you should not live without, because that is not God's intention. And then when she came to Chicago and decided to start sharing the lessons around the dining room table with friends and family, that spread until she had to have a bigger place and then a bigger place. And finally, they built the building at 86th and State Street in Chicago. She was planting all through her journey, inspired uh, what was then, I suppose you could say, uh, middle-class females. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to get into a gender thing. But right. she inspired middle-class women, black women, to come together with their big pocketbooks, because that's what they took to the bank to try to get loans, their big pocketbooks, which to her was a symbol of lots of prosperity, big money, uh, uh, school teachers, uh, city workers, um, uh, secretaries. Uh, let's see if we can come together to understand principles that will not only change our life, but change the life of those around us. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the apple seeds that she threw out are evident now. Uh, I guess my only connection with uh, the clergy nowadays is by TV. Everybody that comes on has either read her book or some of Unity books, because if you know the principles, you know it when you hear it. Right. They have not given up hell. They have not given up the devil. They have not given up you must come to Jesus and the blood and whatever those things are. I've forgotten most of them. But there is a movement through our community, African-American community, when she came forth with her message. And it moved people to improve their lifestyle. It moved people to be healed. It moved people to think a higher thought about their own life and the life of those around them. And I think in this way, she most certainly was a master teacher. Yes, yes, without a doubt, without a doubt. Well, we only have a couple of more minutes left before we uh, we end. And as I was um, thinking about, you know, what you were sharing, uh, one of the things that I can remember without going into the long story, because I've told it online before about how I ended up getting a healing from uh, asthma, almost making my transition from asthma in 93 when I first joined mm-hmm. the church. And I can remember uh, telling, you know, someone later that, one of the reasons why I was so convinced that I could get a healing, because I remember telling my mother in the hospital, you know, my according to these books, I don't have to have this if I don't want to. But later on, I told one of my friends, I was convinced of truth because I was convinced that she was convinced. Mm-hmm. At the time, I didn't have an, I didn't, my understanding wasn't adequate enough. It was pure blind faith initially. Mm-hmm. I ended up doing my own spiritual work. But something about when she said you can do it, mm-hmm. I believed. I believed it. You know, so strongly it is, it's, it's difficult to explain. But when she said, and I know she didn't know I was in the balcony up there somewhere, some 20-year-old guy who just mm-hmm. walked into the church and wasn't there a month. But, you know, 
you know, I, all I can remember, even in that hospital experience and going through all of this stuff, I can remember her saying, uh, you know, she would use more male language, you know, part of a different culture. She would say, God will never do anything to harm himself. Right. You know, you know, and, you know, and that process would, you know, it'll make a difference what you're going through. God will never, if you can get that, anything you walk into, you'll get your blessing out of. Because God's not going to do anything mm-hmm. to harm himself. You know, because mm-hmm. any encounter you have is God encountering God. Now, can you accept it? And, you know, that level of initial blind faith helped me transcend later to understanding faith. But it was oh, okay. me saying at a very strong level, uh, I think I can do it because she says I can. Well, and, she, you see, she was speaking out of her own experience. Right, right. That's what made the message so powerful. It wasn't someone else's healing that she was talking about. It was a, her own personal experience. To yeah. be told over the telephone that yeah. you have six months to live. Yeah. Man. That's rough. What 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 kind of disrespect is that? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 amazing. So we've run out of time. So we'll have to do this again another day because we, you know, we've only scratched the surface. But I wanted to make sure that I definitely got you on the first time so we can, um, you know, uh, you know, you could bless the world with your wisdom. So thank you for coming on. Um, You know, you know, uh, callers, make sure that, you know, you get the podcast, you re-listen to it. It's probably some gems that you might even have missed in the midst of it and go back and listen to it because sometimes everything is an ABC lesson. Sometimes the lesson is in the story mm-hmm. and you have to be able to dissect it. And as you listen and personalize it, you'll get the wisdom and the principle out of it. So thank you again, Reverend Boyd. God bless you all. And I'll be with you next week with truth transforms. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. At Metaphysical Romp 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, Rev. Bill Holton, and Rev. Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. In the midst of a hurricane, there is a center of stillness that remains intact despite the violent winds raging around it. This fact of Mother Nature points to a similar truth in human nature. Even as I encounter the inevitable storms of life, there remains within me a place of peace. Although I can't always control what happens around me, I can choose to stay centered in an awareness of who I am and how I respond. According to Gardner Hunting, Peace is an atmosphere of the heart and has nothing to do with environment or circumstance. So when I'm caught up in a whirlwind of chaos and conflict, I turn within for better weather. Peace is always there. Peace can begin with me. To find a Unity Church near you, please visit our website at www.unity.org. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. 
Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.